Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. To reject Jesus Christ is to reject God's only means of escaping the consequences of sin. And that's why Paul said in verse 8 of 1 Corinthians 5, Therefore let us keep the feast, not with the old leaven. So he's saying, look, we don't have to do you know, get a lamb and put the blood on the door. Nor with the leaven of malice or wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. So the Jews celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread as a memorial looking back at what God had done and how they came out of you know, Egypt uh, you know, in, in haste. But it wasn't just a memorial to look back. It was also to look forward when God would send his Savior to the world to take away the sins of the world because God told them uh, a Savior is coming. Now, Paul is saying that Jesus is our Passover lamb. And, and, and it's not a coincidence that Jesus was crucified on the day of Passover. Did you know that? Remember when Jesus celebrated Passover with his disciples and uh, remember he said, hey, go to the upper room here, get things ready, and, and I'll be there. And there in uh, Matthew 26, there the evening be- before, uh, there Jesus said in verse 27, he took the cup and gave thanks. He gave it to them saying, drink from it, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sin. So Jesus was saying, look, I- I'm going to pay the price for your sins. Now, uh, Jesus was having Passover on the night before. Most of you know that. Now, our day starts at midnight and begins at midnight. And I don't know where the history of that comes from. But uh, the Jewish day started at sundown and went to sundown. Now, do you know where that comes from? Do you know why their day starts at sundown and ends at sundown? Well, it's because of the Bible, Genesis 1-5. Uh, God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And so the evening and the morning were the first day. So uh, that's why they have their day started evening and morning. And so, uh, so when Jesus celebrated Passover with his disciples in the evening after sundown, he was crucified before the next evening. So Jesus was crucified on the day of Passover. And, and that's not a coincidence, right? Because it's a picture. God said that he would be our Passover, right? And so Jesus fulfilled what the Passover was foreshadowing, that a Messiah would come to pay the price for our sins. Now, Paul is telling the church in Corinth, hey, you guys, don't you understand this? Don't you know why Jesus came? He didn't come for you to live in your sin and live in uh, your bondage to the flesh and, and live in filth. No, he came to free you from that. And so he says in verse 8, therefore, let us keep the feast not with old leaven, nor with the leaven of malice or wickedness, but with unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Now, the Passover symbolizes for us as Christians that Jesus died on the cross as the perfect Passover lamb and that his blood is applied to our lives, to our sin, and causes the judgment of God to pass over us. Now, that's what Paul's saying. So he's saying when you receive by faith Jesus as your Savior, your sin is forgiven. Now, 
to be a Christian isn't just to be forgiven. That's the beginning, right? That's step one, to become born again. The Bible says God wants us to grow spiritually, and God also wants us to grow in holiness, right? And and so when they had the Feast of the Unleavened Bread, uh, for seven days after the the Feast of Passover, they would remove all the leaven from the house, and that was a picture for them. And they were like, oh, we're going to remove all the leaven, right? And leaven is a picture of what? sin right and so it was a picture of them removing the sin and so the picture of removing the leaven from their houses is a picture of removing the leaven from our lives it's a picture of removing the sin from our lives and we're not to tolerate sin in our lives because when you tolerate sin it grows and grows and grows and eventually destroy your life now this is important to understand about sin because the bible doesn't say that if you sin once that's going to destroy your life I mean, it can, but the Bible teaches us that, that sin is destructive over a long period of time, right? And, and most of you know the reason that people do the things that destroy their physical body, even though they know it's true, is because they don't believe it, right? He's saying that sin is like leaven, right? D- did leaven cause the bread to rise immediately? No, it takes time. How many have ever made homemade bread? Right, you have to wait. My grandma used to make it. I'd be like, come on, make the stuff. And she's like, well, it's got to rise. I'm like, how long's this take? Like a long time. Like, ah, I'd get dis- disinterested and go outside and play. But here's the thing. How do we remove the leaven from our lives? Well, because we all know we're sinners, right? Well, John 1.1, 1, 1, the Bible tells us, if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Now, that word fellowship is kononia. It means close, intimate relationships with other godly believers, right? And uh, he says, the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So how do we get cleansed from our sin? Do we do it ourselves? No, it's through Jesus. Verse 9, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So how it happens is when you confess your sin to God, he will forgive your sin and cleanse your sin. So when you struggle with some sin, whatever it is, whether it's an attitude or an addiction, pornography or cocaine or alcohol, whatever it might be, cigarettes, or, or if it's an attitude of jealousy or gossip or pride or whatever it might be, when you confess your sin, you're saying, God, I admit that it's wrong and I want you not only to forgive me, but to cleanse me because your word says that Jesus, your blood cleanses us from sin. So God wants you to have a clean heart, a clean mind, a clean life. But you come by faith and say, Lord, make it so. And when you pray that, God does that for you. And, and it's so much better to confess your sin and have God cleanse your heart and mind and soul than to live with a dirty mind and a dirty, my, a dirty mouth. And a, you know, have you ever been around dirty mouth people, right? I was just at a pastor's conference last week in California. And, uh, and, and, you know, you read the news and you think things are bad. You have no idea. I mean, we got up in the morning and watched the news at our hotel before we went to the conference. I mean, it, it, it's mind-boggling. I mean, just, oh, yeah, four people got shot here at this store and two people got killed there and f- four kids OD'd over here at this high school and two kids OD'd. I mean, it was just like, wow, you don't get to hear what really is going on in L.A. I can't imagine what it's like in Chicago. But, but here's the thing. God doesn't want that. God wants to bless your life, right? And, and he wants you to know that he loves you, and, and he wants you to know that whatever it is that you're struggling with in your sin, we're all sinners, and it doesn't matter whether it's thoughts or whether it's attitude or whether it's actions, that God loves you, and God wants to forgive you and cleanse you. And, and perhaps the Spirit of God has brought to your consciousness this morning some leaven in your life that, that you know you've been tolerating, and you know that it is rotten, that it's not good, and that if it is unchecked that it's going to cause you some serious problems, right? And so what can you do? Well, it's so good. The answer, the good news is you can simply pray. 
You can pray and say, Lord, I confess my sin. I admit that it's wrong. And, and, and even if you like it. You know, when I first got saved, I would pray and say, Lord, I like this sin, but your word says it's wrong. Your word says it's bad. And I ask you to change my heart that I would hate this sin. And you know what's so awesome? God can change your heart. Whatever sin that you love, you can pray and say, Lord, change me. Forgive me. Help me to hate it. And God can change your attitude. And the good news is, he loves you. And he's going to answer that prayer. Now, if you go home and pray, Lord, really what I need to fix all my problems is to win the lottery. I'm going to go buy a ticket. And Lord, if you help me win the lottery, I will win. I don't know if he's going to answer that prayer. Probably not because... Most people, it messes their life up. But when you pray and say, Lord, I got these issues of sin in my life. Can you forgive me and cleanse me and change my life? He'll answer those prayers because that's what he tells us to do, right? And that's what the whole point is that Paul's telling the church at Corinth. He's saying Christ is our Passover. That's why he came, to forgive you, to cleanse you, to heal you, to restore you. And that's why I'm a pastor because he did it for me, right? He changed my life. I, I remember praying and saying, Lord, I love sin and, and I'm good at it. And, and if you are able to forgive me and change me. Well, I want to do that, <coughs> but I'm not sure that you're able to change me. You know, I remember thinking, you know, God, I really do like sin. I mean, uh, and, 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 you know, this whole holiness, purity thing, I don't think I can do it, but I'm going to give you a shot. If you have the power to change me on the inside, well, then go ahead and do it. I'm open to it, and, and that's why I'm here today, right? And the reason I'm sharing this with you is not because I read it in a book. I experienced it, and I've had hundreds of people around me that have experienced it, right? That we are messed up people with all kinds of mental issues and addictions and problems. Nobody else can fix you. Sometimes people think, I'm going to get married. That'll make my life better. I'm like, <laughs> right? Probably not. I'm going to have children. That'll make my life better. Woo, really not. All right. <clears throat> the only person that can help you with those things that go on inside of you is God, right? And that's why he sent Jesus. And, and that's what Paul's saying to the church in verse 7 where he says, therefore purge out the old leaven. He's talking about the sin, that you may be a new lump since you truly are unleavened. For indeed Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. Jesus died for you so your sins can be forgiven, that you can be cleansed, that you can be healed, that you can be restored. Most people that struggle with addictions know that it's not good for them but they think there's no way out. And the good news is, is that Jesus came to free us, to forgive us, to cleanse us. Not only does he forgive us, he also restores what the, what the sin does in our lives, right? And, and, you know, for me, my memory was kind of shot. I couldn't really remember things very well. I didn't know what day it was most of the time, <clears throat> but God restored my mind. Why? Because he loves me, because he's gracious. Did I deserve it? No. Did I do anything to earn it? No. Just like you, I came to church and said, Lord, help me. <laughs> He's like, you need help. All right, I'll help, right? And so he loves you. And if you're here today and God's been speaking to your heart, he doesn't want any person to leave this place carrying guilt or shame or, or, or any of those things because God sent his son Jesus to pay the price for your sin. You can be forgiven. You can be cleansed. You can be restored. And it's so good. You're like, well, Pastor Bob, what if tomorrow I mess up again? Well, that's why it says he's faithful, right? Because we're not. And he is. And no matter how often you mess up, he is faithful to forgive us and to love us and help us. And the process is that he's going to help you to grow to the place where you hate sin. Then you don't want to do it anymore. See, the problem is when you love sin and you want to do it, and then you come to church and hear sin's bad and I need to stop, you're like, oh, but I love it. And like, we can change that. He can change your heart on the inside. But he's not going to do it unless you ask him. So you can this morning say, Lord, Forgive me, change me, and he'll answer that prayer. And so we're going to give you an opportunity to do that right now. If you have never accepted Jesus in your life 
or received his forgiveness, then you can pray that prayer. And I'm going to lead us in a prayer this morning. And so let's bow our heads. And if you would like to accept Jesus into your life this morning or maybe rededicate your life, or even if you're here and God's convicted you of some leaven in your life that you need to get rid of, then you can just pray with us as well. So saints, pray with us and let's pray together. Repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I ask you to forgive me. I invite you into my life. Help me to follow you. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to hate sin. Change my mind that I would love you and love the things you love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel Caldwell is now hiring full-time and part-time positions for our exciting Calvary Kids Learning Center. If you enjoy working with children from newborn through kindergarten, please give us a call at 453-9653. Positions are Monday through Friday with our availability to fit your schedule. To learn more about these exciting opportunities, please call 453-9653. We look forward to meeting with you. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, Channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, we'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you and may you have a great day. Today is the day you will